I'm Sergio Zapata. I'm here with my co-hosts, Kylie Chavez, Tim, Tegan McNeil, and Thomas Hall. Hi. Hello. Today, we'll be hosting a podcast concerning Cambodia, a small country in Southeast Asia bordering Vietnam to the east and the Gulf of Thailand to the south. It was founded in 1953, but has a history spanning hundreds of years, starting with small civilizations that eventually turned into monarchies, empires, civil wars, and subjugation that all led up to the killing fields, a genocide that occurred from the rise of communism in Cambodia, killing at least 1.7 million people. Let's take a step back. How did it get to this? April 1975, communism was on the rise in the form of a group known as the Khmer Rouge, who were able to promote themselves and gain a following after the United States had caused conflict in the Vietnam War. The goal of this group was to take advantage of these people and convert them to a completely separate ideology, and anyone who opposed would die through the force of the military. The person who was responsible for this entire concept and an attempt at rebirth in communism was Pol Pot, an intelligent leader. Pol Pot and his following targeted people that were more educated to abolish any concepts of uprising or opposition. This means that it would be people like lawyers and doctors as well as religious figures and leaders in all different parts of all different churches. It was not just confined to one. A notable topic that there was a disagreement a few years back and you know, involving if this should be considered a genocide because Pol Pot and his following did not target just one group. It was more killings through an attempt in communism that was done by any means. Recently, after review over the topic, topic, it has been considered and claimed a genocide because of the mass amount of people killed. Very little was known about the intensity of this entire situation until much later, proving Pol Pot's ability to make change and an impact in such a short amount of time is tremendous. Under the authority of Pol Pot, the Khmer Rouge would eventually turn its efforts on the very civilians it fought to control. Anyone accused of breaking even the most insignificant law was subject to re-education camps. A more appropriate name would be something along the lines of a death factory. In these camps, adults would work to dig their own mass graves before being brutally murdered. There were over 100 of these camps and prisons, one of the most infamous being S21. This prison housed a total of an estimated 20,000 prisoners but only seven made it out alive. Children often experienced an even more horrendous torture than the adults, who were sometimes even their own parents. The fate of most children was to be tied to the killing tree and crushed to death. The killing tree is now a memorial for these children in Cambodia. The genocide came to an end in 1979 when the Vietnamese invaded Cambodia and took the government back from the Khmer Rouge. Thank you, Tegan, for your segment. One thing I would like to point out is that the people of Cambodia and the country itself are still experiencing lasting effects of this genocide. Those who survived are stuck with the trauma from labor camps and treatment by the Khmer Rouge. Although some people were not able to escape the Khmer Rouge, those who did move, mo- those who did move to the United States and start uh, started a new life in hopes of never enduring the pain they went through during the killing fields. A survivor who was interviewed through a project done at Baylor University spoke about how within 13 years of his escape, he was able to work at the White House, and I find that truly amazing and something he should be very proud of. The country itself is still having a hard time addressing the events of the genocide, but
but has been able to transition into a democracy during the late 1900s. Even with the transition to democracy, the heart of the government is still tied to Khmer Rouge ideologies. Many people are still trying to cope and overcome with the trauma they endured during the genocide. An important thing to understand about any genocide in general is that they never truly end. There are always lasting effects that carry on years and in some cases, decades later. As with all genocides, and history in general, it is important to understand that no matter the situation, it is impossible to give a completely unbiased and fully informed lecture. And regardless of what we say or do, there will be something that we have missed or overlooked. However, that isn't the purpose of this podcast. We're here to simply inform our audience about the horrifying events in the killing fields, so that it may never happen again.